Tall Stadium in Arlington, Texas. Log on to hear from industry experts such as realtors, loan officers, title agents, and other real estate related professionals who will provide you important information if you're looking to buy your first home or if you're looking to sustain your current home. So be sure to log on each week on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. to catch the Reba Show. You're listening to the Reba Show, Home Ownership, here from the experts, live from Fishbowl Radio Network at Bedford. Uh, <laughs> I'm your host, Salvador Villalobos. Co-hosting with me today is... Alex Ruiz. Hey, Alex. How's it going? Living the dream. Living the dream. Living the dream. So our special guest today is J.R. Martinez. J.R. is um, the Texas Realtor Political Involvement committee chair for 2022 that's a mouthful <laughs> and he is the a borrower associate with kent jones uh realty yes sir and today's show is going to be how your vote impacts home ownership and housing in our state and in our local communities welcome jr appreciate it thank you so much though. so jr tell us a little bit about yourself Sure, definitely. Uh, well, my name is J.R. Martinez. I was born and raised here in Fort Worth, uh, never moved, so I am a native. I, am, I started off in real estate by accident prior to real estate. I worked for uh, Channel 52's Del Mundo okay. and was there for about 15 years and then got into real estate. Fantastic, <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. So, um, so tell us, what why is our vote so important when it comes to home ownership and housing? Isn't it just about taxes and inflation? <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole lot more than just about taxes and inflation. And, you know, our vote really does count. I was looking at some numbers. And in terms of realtors in, in the state of Texas, we have 154,000 realtors. Out of those 154,000 in the primary election back in March, 90% were registered to vote and were able to vote. Out of those 90%, only 50% voted. And one of the things about that is that realtors do go out and vote and realtors do make a difference in elections, whether it's state or local or even national, because you know we're, we're known to vote. And it's so much more, like I said, than taxes or inflation. Just, and just to give you an example, there was an issue that came up within the state of Texas that affected one area, but it was really affecting several areas. And that was the forced annexation where cities would take over unincorporated areas without the people living in those unincorporated areas without having a vote. So Texas Realtors got together and we put it up and said, you know what, if the, if the people living in those areas want to be annexed awesome but let them have a voice you know let them vote on that so it was like taxation without representation Definitely exactly that <laughs> exactly that <laughs> i remember the saturday morning cartoons <laughs> so um, so that's important mm -hmm. so as a homeowner that's important because y why would you pay taxes on a city level if you're not really part of that city Correct. and if you don't want to be part of that city or township right and, you know, and that's what, you know, the people living in those areas were saying is, you know, we moved out here in an unincorporated area because we want, we don't want the city services. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll figure that out, you know, ourselves. Right. Okay, great. So uh, what else? What else? Um, I know there was some kind of um, referendum last year or at the beginning of this year. Mm -hmm. 
and um, tell us a little bit about that. (laughs) Okay, the one related to that. Okay, well, I'll take you on the local level. So here currently what we're looking at is short-term rentals and uh, Mm -hmm. um, in terms of how cities are responding. So some cities are are pretty much saying, you know what, we don't want any short-term rentals except in these designated areas, which is primarily industrial areas. Just give an example. Texas Realtors is saying, and what we believe in, is that a person who owns a property should have the right to determine what they want to do with their property. Now, in addition to that, we do understand that there has to be some rules and regulations, but instead of just saying only certain people can have this, open it up to everybody within reason. So, you know, we're not against rules and regulations, but we are against, you know, prohibiting uh, a property owner not letting them do what they want to do with their property. Okay. So now if you're uh, – now for the um, – for homeowners, mm-hmm. right, people that want to live in these areas, um, uh, housing. But let's let's start off with home ownership. Okay. Um, short rental, uh, not everybody can buy mm-hmm. a, a short uh, a property for short rental. Mm-hmm. People need to live in certain areas. Correct. People need to, to work in certain areas. Does this does our vote impact that? Oh, definitely. And that's why, you know, we definitely need to go out and vote. And a lot of times in the primaries, that's when the election is really decided. Because when it comes to the general election, which is what we're coming up on for next Tuesday, in fact, we're in early voting right now, so right. make sure you go out and vote. And it, early uh, voting ends this Friday, so take Seven advantage. o'clock. All <laughs> right. <laughs> but no, definitely, um, and that's why you know it's so important to vote because, like I said, a lot of times these elections are determined in the primary elections back in March, back in May at the runoffs or June, you know, about that time. And, you know, we definitely do make a difference. And in terms of home ownership, that's why, as realtors, you know, get involved with what's going on, not only at your local level, but at the state level. And if you're not sure who to vote for, Texas Realtors has provided a website for TexasRealtorsSupport.com. You can put in your address, and it'll automatically populate who Texas Realtors supports, you know, for those elections. Right. And... And if you have any questions uh, and you're a homeowner or a resident of an area, you know, expire, aspiring to be a homeowner, um, it may not be within your ability at this present time, but um, we all have rights. We have, mm-hmm. um, as residents, as, as citizens, we have, well, as citizens, we have rights to vote. Um, so if you're a homeowner, if you're a resident of an area, um, you need to vote uh, because you can't complain about something if you did not do anything to try to uh, help your situation or the situation of your communities, which affect your schools, which affect your you know mm. your taxes, which affect what else. Well, you know, a lot of times what happens is we get new legislatures in the Texas legislature, and automatically they want to tax even more on our properties. And so Texas Realtors is always you know protecting us you know as realtors. Uh, whatever legislation is coming up that could affect our homeowners or even our home buyers, if as realtors we're asking our clients, we need you to help us out with this call to action. You know, contact the legislature. Here's their information. You know, we're we're serious about that. How would somebody go about finding who their legislator is? Their uh, the, the, the you know who can help them. Uh, with that information? No, definitely. That's where you can go to TexasRealtorsSupport.com and it pulls up your legislatures, you know, in yeah. your area. 
not only does it give you an idea of who to who we recommend or who we endorse as Texas Realtors, mm-hmm. but you know if if you're a realtor, you definitely want to know who your local uh, legislatures are. You can go to the state of Texas and pull that up, or you know with, within your own city, you can right. find that out on the city websites. Fantastic. So yeah, reach out to your if you don't know, go to City Hall. Mm-hmm. Go to one of your um, representatives in your area, or even ask at your schools, mm-hmm. your, at your school level. Th- they may be able to know, definitely, or, or oh give yeah. you an idea. Yeah, I think it's uh, very important to find out who it actually is and to to get an idea to be involved. And uh, voting, you know, so I mean, we we got we brought up um, in in Chicago, which is very heavy on voting. And my dad, I remember my dad coming home from work and taking me straight to the polls. And, mm-hmm. and I remember him being a young age and him telling me too, like, hey, this is very important. Like, this is a right that we have in this mm-hmm. country. And we always, I remember my dad actually always taking notes to the polls because he had notes and stuff that he wanted to make sure um, he voted right and make, making sure who, who he was voting for. And um, my dad was very big on holding people accountable. And I think um, us going and showing that we care also lets our representative and our legislative know that, yes, we're here. Yes, our address is being represented, mm-hmm. and we want to make sure that we, we're a part of this. Right. Whether it's good, bad, or ugly, we may not all agree, but I want, I want to be at the table. I want to make sure that I'm being represented. And mm-hmm. So I'm really glad that you're here. And, and no, definitely. About and, you know, you brought up something important because you talked about how your dad took you to vote. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it definitely is a family affair. You know, your our parents, and, you know, we set the example for our kids and I, I remember being a kid and my uh, my parents saying, oh, we need to go vote today. And, you know, they'd take all of us, even though we weren't old enough to vote, but we would see them go and vote. Leading by example. Oh, definitely mm-hmm. leading by example. In fact, that brings me up to something else here, too, about the importance of voting. And that's the a lot of people will say Hispanics don't vote. And, you know, we need to prove them wrong because we definitely have a strong voice. I mean, we have a number of Hispanics registered to vote. And it's up to us to to move them, you know, to to, to get, get them out, to the voting. Polls. To get out, yeah, to go to the voting. And right now, from um, from the latest information, uh, we have a very low. I mm-hmm. mean, we as the entire state, oh, yeah. very low turnout so far mm-hmm. on early voting. So, if you want something, vote for it. Don't expect your neighbor or somebody else within the community to step up for you. You need to step up for mm-hmm. yourself and your family. Uh, you can also go to the uh, Texas uh, Secretary of State. There's a section there where you can find out where you can vote, mm-hmm. uh, how you can vote, where you can re- get re- uh, register. If you haven't registered, it's a little late uh, to register at this point, but there are a few truck le- elections. So even though you have, you're not going to be able to regis- uh, vote it this particular election, our mid mid uh, midterm, you you should register yourself to vote, and uh, so you are ready. So you don't you don't miss that deadline. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. So again, you can go to the uh, website for the Texas Secretary of State to do so. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, um, and we are going to follow this conversation, follow up with this conversation, and uh, Jr. Martinez uh, right after the break. This feeling inside my bones It goes electric, wavy when I turn it on All through my city, all through my home We're flying up, no ceiling when we in our zone I got that 
You're listening to the Reba Show Home Ownership here from the Experts, live from Fishbowl Studios in Bedford, Texas. I'm your host, Salvador Villalobos. Co-hosting with me today is Alex Ruiz. Alex, hello. How's it going? Doing good. Doing good. <laughs> so uh, today we're uh, we're discussing how your vote impacts home ownership and uh, housing in our state as well as in our local communities. Today we're fortunate enough to have J.R. Martinez, who is the Texas Realtors um, Political Involvement Chair uh, Committee Chairman uh, for 2022. And he's also a broker agent, so he's very well qualified to give us some information or discuss this topic, which is very important. Um, so, J.R., how does our vote impact uh, our our uh, home ownership and housing. Sure. So uh, before the break, we were discussing that uh, if somebody wants to vote, they need to register. Mm -hmm. To register, they, they, if they haven't registered yet, we need to, um, at this point, just register mm -hmm. for the next election. Correct. Even if you register now, it's a little late to register for this midterm mm -hmm. election. So... Um, you also said that um, it impacts uh, one of the examples you gave us was uh, a city or a, uh, an unincorporated area being mm -hmm. annexed into a city without any representation, mm -hmm. without being asked. Um, so that's something that's important. You know, we just don't want people making decisions for us without 
us, the residents, the citizens, having some kind of input. Is that correct? No, that's correct. And, you know, other things that affect home ownership, uh, a big thing was HOAs. And what is an HOA for our listeners that yeah. sure. do not? Homeowner associations. So there are some neighborhoods where you'll have an HOA where those HOAs will have more rules and regulations. They may say you have to have your lawn cut so many inches. You have to have so many trees in your yard. And the issue that Texas Realtors and everything, and when I say Texas Realtors, I really mean realtors practicing in the state of Texas. And that's because there were issues that were coming up with HOAs, and it became an issue, so much of an issue for our realtors, and brought up to the state level that Texas realtors overall said, this is an issue. So the issue with the HOAs was that they were not providing all information needed in terms of when a person purchased a house in an HOA. You wouldn't get the details until after the purchase when the HOA would say, oh, by the way, those fees that we told you about, they also have these additional fees for you. So Texas Realtors um, had legislation for the HOAs, which pretty much said you need to disclose everything that's going to take place you know, prior to the closing of a sale of a house. So, so not just fees, but the actual um, would, would you say covenants? like it's a guidelines? Or it's guidelines. Okay. It's more like it and requirements to live in the HOA. Okay. So, you know, you're not following their requirements, their guidelines, they'll find you. Find <laughs> you, right. <laughs> and also with an HOA, it is a yearly kind of fee that's usually charged. It could be yearly, it could be monthly, monthly. it could be mm-hmm. quarterly, semi-annually. So, mm-hmm. you know, different fees there. And that's something you need to know right. before you purchase. Correct. And, um, you know, for instance, uh, an HOA may not allow a certain type of dog. What if the person has that type of dog and they purchase the house? You know, what happens then? And our dogs are like family. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they are families. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, all right, good. So, so there was the HOA. What else? Th- At a national level, and every year... NAR, National Association of Realtors, we have the Hill visits at the Capitol Hill where we go and visit our legislatures, our federal legislatures, our congressmen, our senators, and say, here are the issues that you know we have this year. These are the issues that we hope you support us on, or you know we don't agree with this. We hope that you know we have your support, the disagreement. So one of the issues in terms of home ownership that we always, always almost have is FHA and protecting FHA, for, especially for our first-time home buyers because, you know, they rely on that so much. How, what do you mean protecting FHA? Isn't that a government agency? Of course, Ag- and of course, you know, at Capitol Hill, <laughs> it's government. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you might have a congressman who says, well, we're going to make this adjustment because um, we think it's going to be better. Well, more than likely, that congressman is probably a multimillionaire that has never purchased a home FHA. Right. And so, you know, it's important that us as realtors have that voice saying, you know what, maybe a change does need to be made in terms of this, but because you're going to do this, it's not going to help us. So you as a homeowner um, or as a home buyer or even a homeowner, because if you can refinance with an FHA loan, you may may have bought a few years ago and if they make these changes you may no longer qualify correct or you have a home buyer that uh, they meet the criteria but because of a slight change they no longer are eligible for that program Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't understand that an FHA guideline is actually a law Mm -hmm. right and um, it's not 
a board of directors or a uh, a lenders um, um, uh, what do you call it uh, depart one of the department heads is making changes it's not mm -hmm. that change it's a change that has to be voted on by the Senate right so they have to vote so that's where NAR mm -hmm. comes into play mm -hmm. no doubt as well at, but from a state level so there's your local level mm -hmm. and then there's your state level and then there's a national level. Correct. Oh, and a realtor association. Right. And like at the local level, we talked about the short-term rentals. You know, that affects us at the local level. Right. Or give you another example, City of Fort Worth wanted to do a floodplain overlay on top of what FEMA was already saying. So, you know, as here locally, we were like, how is that going to affect our, our sales here locally? So it's working with the city, talking to the city officials, our city council members, city staff, and saying, you know, why are you thinking this? Can we come to an agreement? Okay, so, so if if you don't see something on the ballot, mm -hmm. but you want it eventually on there, and you don't know who to go to, you may go to one of the realtor, uh, local realtor boards mm -hmm. or the uh, county board. So this way, at least if there's enough um, enough interest or enough complaints mm -hmm. uh, or requests, this way it can go up the chain, and as a group it's a stronger um how can i say it's a stronger the voice, voice. Right. It's right a stronger voice indefinitely and, and that's how we find out about these issues is you know what are realtors coming across when they practice real estate and is it not only affecting us here locally or is it at a wider level and where we need to take more action at a state level or at a federal level and that's when you're making the visits at the uh, hell correct and all the offices <laughs> so yeah a quick mm -hmm. question too so I think a misconception that's out there is you only there's elections only every four years, mm -hmm. um, but that's not the case. So please tell us what what elections are out there. Sure. And so that some people understand that um, some people just may be confused or mm -hmm. because every four years it's 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 at a national level and it gets right. a lot of promotion, a lot of advertisement. <laughs> so we see it everywhere. We see it on TV. We see it in our mailings. Mm -hmm. We see it everywhere. So <laughs> can you walk us through a little bit of that? Sure, definitely. And there's elections just some kind of election almost every year you know whether it's once or twice and you know we'll have coming up I said we're in our uh, state elections at this time but what happens next year is we're going to go into our city elections so city elections are coming up next mm -hmm. and of course you know once we get out of the state legislation there's going to be another election next November in terms of bills that you know want to be turned into laws or amendments you know to the Constitution mm -hmm. So it's going to be another election there. And then once we roll out of there, what comes up next? Presidential election. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> you know, um, so we have all these elections going on. I know I've been talking about state elections, but we are also having at this time uh, the midterm elections for at the national level. Right. So, you know, voting for a congressman at this time. So, mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's definitely elections taking place all the time. And... I know there's confusion at times because you may finish one election, a city election, but then two weeks later you have a runoff for, you know, a, a primary election. So people get confused. I know it's, it, it can get confusing, but, you know, at the same time, just watch your mailers. Um, be aware of what's going on in terms of, you know, what you're seeing in the media and when it's time to vote. So f we've been talking about home ownership and uh, how realtors can help us. Mm -hmm. But now let's discuss housing, you know, uh, workforce housing or uh, just housing, affordable housing. Mm -hmm. 
So our vote has a lot to do with, it, with that as well, correct? Correct. Sometimes at a city level. Mm-hmm. What do you, what do you, well, if it's a city level, I mean, when, when do you vote for city? So city elections are also every two years. Okay. Like we're coming up with our next city elections this coming, uh, this coming May. I believe it's May. Okay. Um, at the same time, I also believe we're also going to have school district, uh, school board uh, elections May. at right. the same time. Right, May. So, you know, all this affects us and homeowners, whether right. you're going to purchase a home or whether you're, you own a home or own property. And the reason I say that is because who taxes us school districts and cities and exactly and that's why you know it's so important that we go out and vote because we're deciding you know pretty much how our taxes well at the same time uh how how our properties will be taxed so you know everybody is talking about we want to lower your taxes well you know we need to hold them to it exactly what are you going to use it for? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> where's the, basically, it's where the where the money's going, mm-hmm. right? We right. want to have an idea. Yeah, we went over the money's going, and if you're going to lower taxes, then okay, well then is there a service that's going to be cut off or cut right. down? And does the cost uh, reflect the the actual work that's going to be done? Correct. So that's great. Mm-hmm. So um, so housing. So that's something you know, a workforce housing. What do you mean by housing? Affordable housing. It may mean uh, a multifamily building, mm-hmm. a hundred a hundred units, where it may help somebody um, that lives in that works in the area mm-hmm. also live in the area. Sometimes it's just not feasible for them to drive an hour, an hour and a half, or take multiple buses or and trains right. to go to work. Mm-hmm. So that's something else that is um, determined mm-hmm. at the local level, mm-hmm. and that's usually going to your council meetings and uh what do you say um and those people that are representing us as a city mm-hmm. or as a state uh, or on a county level those are, they're elected as well right no definitely and that that does say a lot there and you know we always talk about either affordable housing or housing affordability because you know there is a difference right. there um, you know with affordable housing and i've had this conversation with the city councilman and we had two different definitions of it. His definition was apartment buildings. My definition was making it housing affordable, you know, uh, for first-time home buyers. Right. And, you know, it was coming to that agreement. And you're right, you know, in terms of city services. And to give you another example here, city of Fort Worth was looking at putting up an apartment complex in a, in a neighborhood in far north Fort Worth. And it was, uh, was going to affect the neighbors. They were not happy about it. Um, and the city councilman really did his due diligence, and he said, okay, if we were to put this apartment building in this neighborhood, you're going to increase the neighborhood by this many people. How many of these people are going to need public transportation? And out of that, he said, we don't even have a bus line running towards, you know, in that area. So he said, at this time, it's not a good idea until we can get the transportation out there. But, and you know, that's another thing there. we homeowners who were concerned definitely talked to the city and people looking to have affordable housing in that area were also you know talking to the city trying to come to an agreement so you know it's it's always trying to have a meeting of the minds good good oh no yeah absolutely and something like that um when you look at it in the entire issue it's not an Mm -hmm. easy decision as a consummate to sit there and say 
you know, but is it feasible? Right. And uh, the fact that there's there's an opportunity for people to voice their minds mm-hmm. towards an issue is what voting is about. Right. right. <laughs> no, definitely. So. <laughs> May but be able to move it somewhere else mm-hmm. where they <laughs> do have the lines. Yeah, yeah wherever yeah. it's feasible. And mm-hmm. but like, I'm, like I said, I'm glad that there are homeowners that are that brought up a concern mm-hmm. instead of just being completely against it. They brought right. up concerns and that the council had to make a basically difficult mm-hmm. decision, not, right? Yeah, it was very difficult. I'm sure so. it wasn't. I'm sure it's not easy. Yeah, luckily, um, I'm not a councilman. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they get a, they get a lot of uh, heat. You know, yeah, that's true. So. <laughs> oh no, for sure, absolutely. <laughs> right, right. So we're going to take a, another quick break, um, and at that time, we're going to discuss a little bit more about uh, voting and why it impacts your communities and your state. So uh, we'll catch you on the flip side. Hey, this is Sal. And this is Val. Host of the Reba Show, Homeownership, Hear It From The Experts. Broadcasting live each week on Tuesdays at 2 to 3 p.m. from the Fishbowl Radio Network Studios at Choctaw Stadium in Arlington, Texas. Log on to hear from industry experts such as realtors, loan officers, title agents, and other real estate-related professionals who will provide you important information if you're looking to buy your first home or if you're looking to sustain your current home. So be sure to log on each week on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. to catch the Reba Show on Fishbowl Radio Network. Network.com. Jump in. Hear it from the experts on the Fishbowl Radio Network every. You're listening to the Reba Show, Home Ownership. Hear it from the experts live from Fishbowl Studios in Bedford, Texas. I'm your host, Salvador Villalobos. Co hosting with me today is. Alex Ruiz. Hey, Alex. So, um,. We're going to switch it up a little bit here. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Jr. Martinez is also a broker associate with Kent um, Jones Realty, and uh, he's going to explain how to properly prepare before buying or selling during this economy, during this market. Mm-hmm. It's quite a market, <laughs> let me tell you. It's a fun market. It's a fun yes, market. It's a, it's a very fun market, and you know we're going back to whenever I first got into the market, into real estate, what seventeen years ago, where we're starting to see the market balance itself out, and I think now it's a lot about setting expectations. And uh, I have a real estate coach, and we were talking, been talking the past couple of months now, especially last weekend today about how to set those expectations especially for our sellers who Mm -hmm. are still thinking that we're back in february march april may whenever of last year (laughs) 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 we just put your home on the market and get twenty thousand above list price cash offer and showing them our our comparative market analysis and saying you know what instead of looking at what has sold we now look need to look at what's active on the market what are those prices now and how long it's been on the market uh, yes and right. you know we definitely now have to call the agents that have those listings active on the market and you know just try to get an idea mm-hmm. what's going on um, on the flip side for our buyers the inventory is opening up for them but now the issue is higher interest rates as to where they're know, just correcting the market's just correcting itself yeah, to where it should be right mm-hmm. oh definitely and of course you know we're saying that now is the time for our buyers to marry the house and date the rate right that way you can always refinance once the the uh, interest rates start lowering right 
but yeah, I mean, there's definitely a shift there. And I think as realtors, if you haven't started preparing for it, then you're already late. And, right. you know, mm-hmm. unfortunately, I think we're going to lose some realtors that came in in the boom that aren't used to this. Right. Uh, but, you know, it's definitely a learning experience for those that are going to stick it out and right, as right. it corrects itself. So what should a seller do right now to, you know, of course, they're not going to get top dollar as mm-hmm. they were last year or above top dollar. Um, what what should they do? Uh, I s- you're saying set it the right expectations, but such as what? Such as price-wise. And, for instance, uh, when I list a house, I always tell my sellers, even during when we're having great growth, is that the market's going to talk to us. So by that, I mean, if we're on the market in a normal market, <laughs> you know, not like the market we just had. Right. In a normal market, if we've been on the market, you know, three weeks, four weeks, and we have a lot of showings but no offers or no offers, no showings, and I'm doing my part to market the house, then it's the market's telling us we're too high. And, you know, be ready for that adjustment. Uh, we definitely, of course, you know, as whenever you put a house on the market and you talk to the seller, you definitely want to price it to to sell right away. Right. Uh, you don't want to go too far over uh, too high of a price because then if you're beating up the seller to get a lower price, they're not going to be happy with you. Right. So uh, what can they do? Can they, I mean, are they, st- I know last year they weren't offering any closing costs, mm-hmm. no concessions. Is that something that they should consider? Oh, yeah. And I'm starting to see that now, too, on offers, you know, for my listings where now, you know, buyers are asking for seller's contribution. Uh, they're asking for more things instead of the buyer saying we're going to pay for title insurance. It's saying, you know what, you're going to pay for the title insurance, Mr. Seller. Uh, so, like like you said, we're normalizing. Normalizing. We're normal, yeah. So it's not like how it was before. Correct. So, you know, for some of the listeners out there that aren't old enough uh, when – or didn't buy a home in the last 15 years or so. Um, average rates were six and a half to eight mm-hmm. percent in yeah. that ballpark. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the reality. Uh, we don't uh, expect you to feel comfortable with that because you haven't seen that at all. <laughs> but the reality is, we're normalizing. We were artificially suppressing those rates. And now uh, that's no longer the case. We're letting the market ta- uh, dictate what the rate is going to be, what the home prices are going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that being said, rates are a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. So what would you tell your sellers? You know, you have some buyers. They want the home. Uh, we're going as low as we can. Mm-hmm. You're already giving them some credits. Would you recommend that they that the seller uh, provide a... Uh, um, uh, a seller-funded buy-down? I would recommend us keeping all lines of communication open. Mm-hmm. You know, basically, you know, we're, in, like I tell my sellers, like I tell my, when I'm representing the sellers, we want to sell a house. Represent the buyer, we want to buy a house. So what can we do that's good for everybody? And, of course, you know, depending on the situation, some sellers are willing to work with, you know, with the buyers. Other situations, they're not. But then it comes down to motivation, too. You know, how motivated are you to purchase the house? How motivated are you to sell the house? That's great. And, you know, yeah, I think there has to be, like, a healthy medium. Oh, definitely. Right? Where I can't you, – you can't walk into a real estate deal and think, okay, I want all these things, mm-hmm. and if not, I'm not buying it. 
I think that's also setting the expectation, like you said, on mm-hmm. for either side, on the seller side as well right. as on the buyer oh, side. Oh, definitely. Yeah. You know, just trying to set those expectations and, you know, we told our sellers, we told our buyers back then, said, you know, now's the time to sell, now's the time to buy, you know, while rates are low. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know that we have some buyers that are no longer can afford to purchase house because of the interest rates. Right. So whenever your realtor is telling you it's time to do it, it's time to do it. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> you just never know. So. So, I mean, w- your buyer, what would you say, how should they pre- uh, prepare themselves specifically? Specifically, at least for my buyers, you know, kind of the same thing, you know, set the expectations and that a seller's not going to give the house away just because the market has changed. Right. Um, but, you know, we can definitely ask for, for things we may not have been able to ask for last year or the beginning of the year. You know, we can make those requests now, you know. and Such as what? I know you said title. What else? Would uh, it could be title. It could be additional seller's contribution, maybe lower the price of the house or, you know, a lower price. Uh, even uh, negotiate repairs of the house, too. You know, prior, you know, sellers could say, no, I'm going to sell the house as is. And, you know, buyers would purchase it, you know, as is. Uh, but, you know, there's definitely options out there. And like I said, it, to me, it's an exciting time. Because like I said, we're normalizing again. Of course, it was exciting up until a couple of months ago. But, right. you know, it, if if you haven't been through it, you know, get ready. So, <laughs> so wh- what are you seeing right now on the average of a house sitting on a market? Um, it definitely has increased. Of course, you know, a normal market, we say, is six months of inventory. And we are at about two months, getting ready to hit about three months of inventory. So that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. It I is mean, pretty good. Yeah. So. So yeah, overall, yes, it's still, we would consider it a seller's market, but we're definitely seeing changes. Good, good. All right, so. Yeah, so as we transition a little bit mm-hmm. to, um, I wanted to ask you the VIP important question that we have. Okay. And uh, <laughs> so tell us, Jared, what does home ownership mean to you personally? Well, to me personally, it means building generational wealth. and. Uh, if you were not around in 2008, 2009 during the recession when everything fell apart, our our people, our Hispanics, they they lost a, they lost a lot during that time, and it's because we don't come from wealthy families and traditional wealth that's passed on to each other, you know, on right. from family member to family, you know, down the line, but we we are we build our wealth through through home ownership. That's why it's so important, especially to the Hispanic market, um, and it's also something to pass that they can, that we can pass down to our children. Um, one of my home buyers back in about that time purchased a home because she said, "I want to leave my family something, you know, whenever I pass away." So she was already building that, you know, for her family. So definitely, building generational wealth is, you know, is, is the American dream, and you know, with home ownership. All right, well, that's a great answer. And that's, you know, that's uh, the biggest investment that mm-hmm. most of us or all of us will make in, in some cases. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, excellent. So, so here at the uh, Reboot Show, we serve you by providing information about home ownership as you prepare for home ownership or sustain your current home. It's important to us that you have all the information and tools you need to make an informed financial decision. Become a loyal fan of this, the Reboot Show. And JR, I want to thank you again for being here. Appreciate it. Thank you. You are uh, a wealth of knowledge, mm-hmm. so we truly appreciate it. And uh, you know, go out and vote. Definitely, go vote. <laughs> so uh, we are the Hispanic Real Estate Brokers Association, a registered 501c3 nonprofit corporation. 
We've been streaming live on Facebook, and uh, you can catch us on any podcast. You can also, um, as well, at uh, Facebook, Fishbowl Radio Network dot um, us. Uh, you can catch us there on as or like I said, on any podcast. Um, also, um, this episode uh, is available. On our, our on our website and the Reba Show website and that's H R E B A, and that is um, at heart at Reba Connect org and that's H R E B A Connect org. If you have any specific questions or comments, you may email us at Reba Show at Reba org. I'm again your host Salvador Villalobos, co-hosting with me Alex Ruiz. Thank you for listening. Have a great afternoon. We'll catch you next Tuesday and. Early voting finishes this Friday at 7 p.m.